0: A man sues his date for over $100,000, claiming he caught cold sores from kissing her. And a small fairy village in Georgia is about to lose their land over a highway. And a recent college graduate finds work as a human scarecrow. These are the Weird Stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Thank you for joining me. This is the only daily Weird News podcast hosted by a comedian, which means sometimes it's even funny. Hey mainstream news listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man sues his date for over a hundred thousand dollars, claiming that he caught cold sores from kissing her. A personal trainer who says that he contracted cold sores after kissing a lady on a date is now suing her for over a hundred and thirty thousand pounds in compensation for her negligence. Martin Conway says he has been traumatized. His life and his work seriously affected after catching the herpes. It's a cold sore situation. He caught it through snogging a woman during a romantic meetup in London. Snogging? What is that? Snuggling and kissing? What is that? First base? Second base? Can someone explain what snogging is? This sounds like a ridiculous word here. Man, people from the UK and your stupid words. I just can't even, I can't get on board with this. Yep, I snogged her last night, right? Yeah, I'm one of the best snoggers around, right? Mr. Conway claims that his date, who he knew as Giovanna Lovelace, he knew her as? Is that not a real name? doesn't sound like a real name. Uh, Giovanna Lovelace. It sounds like a like a late-night, basic cable talk show host who used to be a porn star. <laughs> the Lovelace show where she interviews her former porn star friends. Well, you know, if you're hooking up with someone named Giovanna Lovelace and you catch herpes, I mean, what do you expect, really? Uh, they met on meetup.com. Of course, another bad decision, right? says that she's negligent in kissing him when she had an active cold sore. Did you not did you not look at her face? It was active, that means it was out, right? I assume if it was active, that means you had cold sores on your on your face. Did you not look at her face, Mr. Conway, before you kissed Giovanna Lovelace, who you met at on meetup.com? There's so many reasons why you should not be allowed to have money out of this. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. How about you scrutinize the person named Giovanna Lovelace, who you met up on meetup.com, before you kiss her? Are people just jumping into physical relationships so quickly that they're not even looking at the person that they're hooking up with? Is that what's going on? Not only are people not getting to know each other personally by speaking to them on these first dates, but they're just like, you know, they're jumping right into the sack without even looking at their face, apparently. The 45-year-old personal trainer Claims that uh, this lady, Lovelace, owes him a duty of care to protect him from contracting a virus for life. He says he became ill several days after the date, developing flu-like symptoms and mouth ulcers and even had to be rushed into the hospital after suffering a panic attack. Oh, goodness. Oh, the little bump on your lip (laughs) created a panic attack. Poor fella. He's suing her claiming she must pay for infecting him with the condition, which has left him needing therapy. He needs therapy. I'm looking at a photo of him. What a loser, man. You should use this $100,000 to fix your teeth, really, sir. Unbelievable. These 45-year-old personal trainers. Just get a life, man, really. (laughs) You should be thankful that anyone would kiss you, 45-year-old personal trainer. Let's be real. This guy cries and cries. I was kissed before I was informed of any cold sore. However, his date, who is in her 30s, is fighting the county court uh, her lawyers describe this suit as frivolous and vexatious vexatious never heard of that one before the lawyer describes it as doomed to fail <laughs> fitness coach mr conway of west london says he found eating he found eating painful after calling 111 and being referred to hospitals he was diagnosed with the lifelong virus of herpes simplex virus and given medication A few days later, he had a panic attack and collapsed at home after seeing more ulcers appearing and had to be taken to St. Mary's Hospital by ambulance. My illness was worsening and I was unable to eat or leave my apartment. I thought you called it a flat. Don't you guys call it flat? He says he endured a few weeks of not leaving my property except for medical appointments. It was awful, awful. Mr. Conway says he has been left at a higher risk of catching a more severe ailment, including the rare but devastating sporadic encephalitis. He also claims he can no longer go cycling, as he worries that the heat and stress will cause a flare-up. I can no longer cycle. I can no longer fulfill my dream of being uh, shot put in the Olympics. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm making fun of this guy but seriously man like are we really living in a world where you're going to sue somebody that you got herpes from in the, or an STD from is this really what's happening like if someone gives it to you on purpose maliciously and you can somehow prove that then yeah maybe maybe somebody you met online really you're taking a risk man you're, you're meeting a stranger you signed off shit by meeting a stranger on a website in my opinion all bets are off at that point dude Her last name is Lovelace. Hello? Why don't you, like, sue somebody on Facebook, one of your friends, because they won't pick you up at the airport? They're not a real friend. Well, on Facebook, you agreed to be my friend, and a friend should pick someone up at the airport. Huh? (laughs) Maybe I'm insensitive. I don't know. I just can't get on board with this shit. The Georgia Highway Department is planning on seizing and paving over a fairy village in order to make room for a highway. Blairsville, Georgia, a place in the North Georgia mountains that celebrates the magic of make-believe, finds itself facing some real-world troubles. It all centers around one question: what's the true value of whimsy? What is the true value of fantasy? In a wondrous place called Sleepy Hollow, which sits along busy Highway 515, Art Milliken has built a world of whimsy, of fantasy a collection of gnome houses and fairy cottages that children can play in for as long as they like, as long as their parents' patience hold out. The first time I brought her, she was a month old, says Laura Williams, as her daughter ran through the little village. And then two, and then four years old, and now she's six, and she just loves it. She loves the fairy cottages. Milliken is a former Disney Imagineer who also played a role in building Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch in California. He loves to get the children excited to open their minds and look at the world differently by his little gnome village. He built Sleepy Hollow 15 years ago after a career at Disney World and Neverland Ranch. There's a photo of him here. He looks like a real jolly old soul. I got to tell you, like a cross between, I don't know, kind of like a Santa, Ernest Hemingway type. Very, very happy guy. Built all these little mini homes. Unbelievable joy he brings to the world, right? But if you haven't seen Sleepy Hollow, you better get here quick. It will soon be gone to make way for a $103 million highway project. Unbelievable. In addition to the sad reality that they're just going to pave right over this elf village, there's another argument going on, and it's the value of the land between Milliken and the city. The state's appraisal came in at around $436,000. The Millikins' appraisal, $1.5 That's a big difference. How do you actually appraise the wonders and joys and fantasies that this little village has brought to many a people? Poor Art Milliken complains. It's like everything you own is going to be taken away from you. At whatever they decide, they want to pay for it. And you have to be off the property in 60 days. Where do we go? How are we going to live what happens when reality meets fantasy? Meanwhile, before they take away this whimsical fairy garden, you guys living in the area can visit it. The hours of operation are 9.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. daily except for Sunday. Admission is zero dollars. Isn't that lovely? Where can you, where can you go for zero dollars? You can't do anything for zero dollars. This is unbelievable. This fairy village is offered. Free admission. Unbelievable. Another reason why they shouldn't just tear this damn thing down. They even have a website, whimsicalfairygarden.com, and you can order miniature fairy and gnome houses, and they'll ship it to you. Unbelievable. You should support this guy. I feel bad for this fella. Crazy. This is when, you know, the state just comes plowing through your little whimsical fairy dreams. Yeah. Support this guy. So visit the Whimsical Enchanted Garden and the gift shop before it before it all goes away. I support you, Whimsical Fairy Garden. <laughs> Weird AF News supports the Whimsical Fairy Garden for sure. Yeah, my thoughts and prayers. A college graduate found a job as a human scarecrow. It sounds like the ideal job. The chance to sit on your ass, read a book, maybe strum a ukulele. Bangor University graduate Jamie Fox has to do it in all types of weather. As a human scarecrow in a field in Norfolk, Mr. Fox, age 22, has been employed to scare partridges from a field of oilseed rape, R-A-P-E, rape, how do you say this word, oilseed rape at A-L-S-H-I-M because conventional bird scarers have not worked. That was a hell of a sentence there, and I apologize. Apparently, he's working at uh, in this field because conventional bird Scaring tactics are not working. They got a human being. As well as wearing a bright orange coat, Mr. Fox uses an accordion and a cowbell to frighten the birds. (laughs) An accordion? Imagine finding a guy dressed as a scarecrow with an accordion in a field. I would think I was dreaming. Mr. Fox, who graduated in the summer with a degree in music and English, earns about $300 a week scaring the partridges from the 10-acre field. (laughs) 300 a week as a scarecrow. Here's a quote from Mr. Fox. The farmer said to me, bring a deck chair and a good book, said Mr. Fox, who hopes to find a job in music eventually. He's learning to play the ukulele during quiet moments in the field as a scarecrow. (laughs) Well, he's utilizing his time to better himself in his position in life. His friends are pretty envious of his position, though. I get to sit and read for a lot of the time, but whenever I see the partridges, I have to get up and I, you know, I scare them off. I sure do. I ring a cowbell. I've even played the accordion, but the ukulele doesn't seem to have any effect on them, I've found. (laughs) Mr. Fox of Ailsham. am I saying that place right, Ailsham? He hopes to travel to New Zealand next year and is saving to pay for the trip. Well, at $300 a week, buddy, you're going to have to be a scarecrow for like 10 years to save up for New Zealand, I'm sorry to say. (laughs) That's not a lot of money. It's not a bad job. I've read some books and listened to a few podcasts. Oh, he gets internet in the field. A couple of my friends in busier, more generously paid jobs are, believe it or not, envious of me. I get to be out in the fresh air. Although it does get very cold when the wind whips across the fields. And I've I've had to shelter in a wood when it's rained. <laughs> the poor guy's got... To, it's raining. He's got to find shelter. Unbelievable. Being a scarecrow. I don't know. At first it sounded great. Just sit in a field all day reading a book, but I don't know, it starts raining and you're expected to be out there scaring birds, partridges of all birds. It most definitely is a lonely profession, Mr. Fox says he, during his eight-hour shifts, he gets the company of the occasional passing dog walker or farm worker if he's lucky. Farmer Williams also drops in to check on him every day. He said he decided to employ a human scarecrow after other methods Failed to stop the birds eating the young rape shoots. Partridges love rape. (laughs) Partridges love rape. I'm saying this word wrong clearly, but, you know, I'm stupid, so. Partridges sure do love the rape. It's like filet steak to them. They nibble the leaves off, just leaving the stalk, and then it dies. Two or three years ago, we lost 30 acres worth worth thousands and thousands of pounds. We've tried using bangers to scare them off, but the partridges just, you know, they just came back a few minutes later. The only way to get rid of them is to walk down the field and push them off with a human beam. And, you know, Mr. Fox is doing a good job. You can really see the difference. I'm glad I put a human scarecrow out there after all. <laughs> a human scarecrow. Wow, this is a career I never knew was available. Huh. It's just so hard to find a job right now, you know, where you just, you'll pimp yourself out as a human scarecrow these days. Even with a college degree, what do you do? This guy's got a music degree. What does that do? What does that do? This guy's probably got a crap load of student loans over his head. He's not going to be able to pay it as a human scarecrow. Ah, my heart goes out to Mr. Fox here, I tell you. Hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. Yay! Hey, everybody. Thank you for making it to the outro of the Weird AF News podcast episode of which you are listening to right now. I'm your host, Jonesy. I appreciate you. I got some reviews I'd like to read on Amazon. This is from Crystal, who's just wonderful, and uh, she's been a fan of the show for a bit. She wrote, five stars on Amazon, something different from everyday news. I enjoy listening to this and have been listening for about a month now. It's pretty funny. Florida Fridays are perfect on the weekends. Yes, Florida Friday is perfect on the weekends. I'm I'm wondering, when do you guys listen to the Florida Friday episode? Is it on Monday morning, or is it really over the weekend? Crystal, tell me. I'd love to know. Uh, I also got uh, a terrible review from Caroline, or Carolyn. She can't stand it. She wrote, I listen for the stories, but it's pretty bad. Two stars. Two stars. Oh, no. Better than one star, though, right? Thank you, Carolyn, for only giving me two stars instead of one. She wrote, I love weird news, so I was thrilled to find this podcast. However, Jonesy, the host, is not particularly likable or funny at all. He makes lame jokes throughout throughout the podcast, spends too much time on his opinions of the story, which I guess is a time filler now that I think about it. But the worst, and something I might delete the podcast over, is the airtime he gives to callers. I haven't figured out if these people are real or just some dumb comedy friends of his, but Michael from Iowa City is ridiculous, and today he dedicated like four minutes to some jerk who just sang uh, some nonsensical stuff about Hot Pockets and trees, I think. Awful. Just just stick to the news, bro. (laughs) Just stick to the news, bro. Hey, Carolyn, why don't you just go read the weird news yourself then? You know, I mean, anyone could just read these stories, dummy. There's a reason why I do this podcast is because I do a spin on them. I try and, I don't know, tell a little anecdote how they relate to my life or my opinion or whatever the hell it is. You can get weird news anywhere, silly woman. (laughs) I don't think she gets it, really. I really don't. Uh but at least she got my name right. And and she didn't give me one star, she gave me two. Although she'll probably change that to one now that if she's if she's listening to this. <laughs> and by the way, those are real calls from real people. You think what do you think my comedy friends have time to be calling my show? You know, you think I'm sure they, you know, they I would love if they did, but they have better things to do than to call my podcast, trust me. And how dare you say Michael from Iowa City is ridiculous? I will defend Michael to my death. Michael from Iowa City is one of the most wonderful people that i have come across and he's one of the one of the og listeners of weird af news and such a supporter of the podcast lovely lovely individual um so how dare you throw shade as they say at michael well the previous guy that uh, joined the patreon gave michael a lot of loves so Eh, it goes up and down michael you you and i both getting bad reviews (laughs) as well as good reviews welcome to the club uh yeah. You guys can leave me a review to offset some of these crappy ones if you'd like. It'd be helpful uh on Amazon or iTunes. Or don't, it's fine. You can be helpful uh if you told a friend about the podcast. That would be pretty cool. Let them know though that I you know, I do a take on the story, you know. I just don't read the weird news. I just I give my opinion and I I try to throw some light on it. Give it some context. Maybe uh, share a little anecdote from my own life that relates to the to the news as well. Which I think brings something to the show. You can get weird news anywhere, man. Just go read it yourself. You know, I'm bringing something else. That's what this is about. Okay, okay, Carolyn. Um, yeah. So I'd appreciate that if you told a friend, especially now, man. It's like we need we need like a distraction because life has been ridiculous, man. This 2020, man. I tell you, this is one of the worst years ever. Am I am I right? Or it's just man, it's out of control. Every day, more just awful stuff is happening. I just can't even... <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Well, I'm glad that you guys are here. You really make my day. Um, Without you, where would I be? So, yeah. I'm in this closet recording, but I, I think it's a good thing. It brings me joy. I hope it brings you joy as well. Uh... And uh, if you could review the show positively, that that would be helpful. You could even join the Patreon if you really, really love the show and you listen all the time. That would be helpful. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. I posted like three videos in the last two days. So um, hopefully uh, – oh, so just update on my Patreon. So there's new videos up there. So check them out. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at funnyjones. Yeah. And uh, I think that's about it. Thanks again for, uh, for listening, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Florida Fridays, guys. Tomorrow's Friday. Big day. Big day. Send me your Florida Friday stories if you have them. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Well, today's topic reminds me of the old Warren Zebon song. Watch out where the huskies go. Don't you eat that yellow snow. But nevertheless, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to talk about the dangerous kids of Poison Ivy. Not to be misconstrued or misunderstood or mispronounced as poison ivory as my daddy used to do. Apparently he had a bout with a bad bar of soap. But nevertheless, the angry Florida man was out hacking at some vines the other day. And now I'm up to my elbows and itchy, itchy, bitchy. You know what I'm saying, kids? Ooh. Take care. (breath) Uh, I I, I may have mispronounced uh, uh, Frank Zappa's name and called him Warren Zebon. To me, they are one and the same. They are both godlike people. Thank you.